really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more, all about the world of rugby. As always, I'm your host, David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game wherever I can find it all over the globe. If you'd like to get in touch, I would love to hear from you, as always. Be easy to find on all the socials. You can always just drop me an email at thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. So, as you have undoubtedly deduced by now, this is not your usual weekly episode, but is, in fact, yet another very special bonus episode where we're going to take a long look at the world cup that begins in just let's see where is it uh to the ticker where i am it's nine days two hours four minutes and 31 seconds no 30 seconds no 20 why does it keep changing that's so weird (laughs) anyway uh we had a little plan to have the the gruesome twosome themselves the band of knaves from the land of the brave but um one of them has uh gone down to collateral damage i'm really mixing metaphors here but (laughs) i do have one of my favorite people on earth, the Craig man himself. It's the incredible Craig Manson. Craig, welcome back. How are you? I am uh, unfortunately the opposite of John Anderson. I'm in blooming health and feel and happy go lucky. Unfortunately, John is uh, full of apologies and just not not uh, not too happy today. So with 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 uh, ill health. So more power to him, and I hope he gets well soon. And uh, we're, I'm glad to be joining you uh, today. It's, yeah, uh, great to be back on the pod. It's always nice to have his acerbic wit added to the mix, but his health is must you know much more important to I think both of us. So here's Absolutely. hoping that he feels better pretty soon. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he'll he'll be he'll be all right. He'll be back to his sharpness very very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I had a whole prep. I had all these things. You know how I like to do goofy intros for both of you, and I was going to call him Tennis the Menace. I was going to say how he had quit the prog rock band Yes in order to join the Tragically Hip, but uh, oh well. (laughs) Naturally, I I didn't cook up anything for you, of course, right? I I would never do such a thing. No, not at all, not at all. (laughs) You know what? So I've gone to the the Hoover bag several times, and I think it's time to retire it. So uh, we're we're not going to go there anymore. I feel like uh, we crossed the threshold of it becoming tiresome. But I wanted to, you know, empty the barrel at least. Um, So my last ones, rapid fire, and you can pick if any of these want to stick for you. Um, We're going to go with – so it's it's Craig Manson, a man who never sells Buddhist vacuums because they come with no attachments – uh, a man whose biggest competition is space because it's a giant vacuum. Uh, a man who accidentally threw out his own vacuum cleaner because it was just collecting dust. Uh, a man whose Hoover is his prime mover, the indubitable Craig Manson. I don't know. Any of those stick for you? It has to be the Buddhist one. Have, to, you know, no, have, no have you actually not heard that one? Not, not heard that one. So I'm, uh, I'm going to keep that one for up, up my sleeve. The, uh, the usual one is uh, I've sold my own vacuum because it's... Uh, because uh, it's sitting in the corner collecting dust, you know. But uh, no, I, mean, this one, I like that one. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that, then I'll retire it on that note. That's a um, <laughs> Well, obviously, we are right on the cusp of a pretty big international tournament, which is why I've asked you to join join us here today. So I'll start with the obvious question. Do the USA beat Jordan in the final game of the pool stage in the FIBA World Cup tonight? 
<laughs> well, of course, if it's, you know, considering who uh, whom my uh, my colleague is at the moment on this pod, uh, I would just say yes, absolutely, it's going to be USA, USA, USA. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, it's only because I'm trying to be nice today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it takes a particular act of politeness to assume that you, the United States are going to beat Jordan. You would think so. You would think so. I would hope so anyway. I think, uh, yeah. Um, yes, I'm, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to go there about um, what happened to the USA and, and the Rugby World Cup, etc. I'm not going to say any more. Well, did something happen? What? what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't associate those words with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. As you just alluded to, yes, the Rugby World Cup does kick off very soon. I'm dying for this thing to get going. Um, you know, Craig, despite it taking four long years to return, does it feel like it kind of snuck up on you? Um, it, it has a little bit. Um, I, I, I think it's mainly because everyone is so busy nowadays that you just, you, although, however, if you're if you're plugged into rugby um, a little bit like ourselves. Um, you know all all the podcasts that we listen to and all the, the press that's talking at the moment that we read is all talk that's all they can talk about at the moment but we haven't been at the levels of um uh, when the uh, british and irish lions um we start talking about them all of a sudden people start picking their own british and irish lions teams um, and you start that about three years out from when they're meant to be playing. So uh, um, at least we're not at that level just yet, you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned it because we're here to talk lions. Yeah. <laughs> and what have you got your have you got your selection, David? <laughs> <laughs> I've got 15 at least. I don't have full 23, but, but uh, got some preliminary uh, Eddie Jones quotes too. He's already Absolutely. the press. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, Craig, have you been snapping up any of this World Cup merch they've got? Um, quick little insider info here. I've recently discovered if you give them your email address, you can actually get 10% off at checkout. Have you ever heard of such an amazing deal? Oh, I'm so, you know, and you're talking to a Scotsman, so any percent you can get off, he's going to uh, he's going to take. Um, uh, no, not yet. Um, being the typical... Um, uh, rugby coach I am. I always wait until the uh, the event is over, uh, whether it's Rugby World Cup, whether it's Lions or whether it's uh, Six Nations, etc. And I um, try to get myself a bargain, usually 50% off, you know, um, so that because nice. all it's going to all it's going to happen is it's uh, the Scotland top gets worn to the Scotland games. But the rest of the kit, all the training gear, etc. gets worn until it's dead on a on a training field. So um you know, I don't want to be going out and spend. You know, it sounds terrible because I want to support my team and I want to be pr proud and sh showing off my team. But I'm not going to the World Cup this year, so um, uh, you know, I'll uh, I don't really fancy paying almost a hundred pounds for a Scotland rugby shirt that will make me look like a badly done up sausage. <laughs> hey, that's my look, man. You can't steal that. Yeah. <laughs> So well, this this might tickle your fancy. Then I do see that some of the England gear is marked down quite a bit for some reason. Uh, what is the maximum amount uh, maximum amount you, that you would pay for an official England rugby baseball hat? Um, well, obviously, uh, I would absolutely and utterly keep my wallet shut for that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and currently, I think the way that things are going, and I'm sure you're alluding to a certain a certain few issues with. Uh, our friends from the south um uh people are not buying their gear 
Uh, I honestly spent some time just like scrolling through all the merch, just hoping I could find something utterly ridiculous. Um, but to their credit, didn't really find anything. There was actually some kind of cool stuff there. Uh, I do have to wonder, what is the stupidest rugby merch that you've ever purchased? Like, if I was coming over to your house, is there anything that you'd be like, oh, I have to put this away before David gets here? <laughs> well, I have to say, I think it's up. You might see it behind uh, David. Uh, David is getting the, the the wonderful chance to see uh, into my kind of half rugby den that I have here. And uh, the I didn't buy it. My son bought it for me as a as a a gift. Um, I don't know why he bought it. I think he was just doing it to annoy me. But it was something like I'm a, 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 a I I I like to play rugby and I support Wales mug, and it's sitting right up behind <laughs> me there, David. You can see it. And, I've and, seen uh, that mug on Amazon actually, and I think you can fill in any country you want. So he's definitely trolling you with that one. Oh yeah, he's trolling me. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I but hope you made saying, that purchase in the last year. That would just make that would just make it all the saltier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he knows how I feel when it comes to. Uh, uh, um, uh, well, in fact, we're heading down here next year for the for the Six Nations. Um, a few of us, so uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm not taking my mug with me, but. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are a little we are a little bit salty with our friends down in Wales, but um, all in good jest, all in good jest. But what 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 I, I was looking for because I believe oh, I was you know I've, I've got a bit of a sore shoulder, and I believe that a lot of the England shirts come with extra shoulder pads in them for some reason. Um, so <laughs> I was looking for those. The pad extends to the to the forearm as well, just right yeah. down there, close well, to the it, wrist. It, what, it, what it does is it. That the pad affects the way the shoulder works and it keeps the arm tucked nicely into the side of the body. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about right now. I don't know who you're talking about. No, no, no. <laughs> By all accounts, a really, really nice guy, though. Yeah, yeah, everyone. And I don't know what all the fuss is about. Everyone is just, it's, it's been, you know, um, a really nice guy um, who's just <laughs> been harshly done by. Have you seen, switching to one of our other dear friends, uh, Mr. Sexton, did you see now uh, the focus has shifted all the way to the article coming out with Johnny Sexton describing how disappointed he was in the disciplinary pro, uh, you know, process in general? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think we're a decade away from you feeling disappointed in this whole thing. Well, let me let me say that I think the whole thing started off with him being disappointed in the referee's decisions, and I think that's uh, oh yeah, you know, Johnny, you've been there before. Let's just keep the mouth shut. <laughs> well, I was disappointed in him not wearing an undershirt that day. That was the biggest foul, and I think he made that. Yeah. Day. <laughs> well, you see, the whole thing is that first of all, he was wearing trainers with his suit, and I know that's the new thing that you know we all can't be Fabio and Galtier, you know. Um, I, was but, just, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say he might have gotten an offer to be an assistant for the French. Absolutely, right? yeah. <laughs> but no. I, 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 well, you know, Johnny's just been warming up with apparently a drill session with Portugal rugby for some reason. So uh, we'll, um, you know, it's it, this. It, that doesn't aside, count. That doesn't count. That doesn't, that doesn't count. count. It doesn't. You see, and then and this is this is where we we all. In all seriousness, um, this is where uh, we we fall off the wagon. Every single team, that every single country that has a has a high level player that gets into a bit of bother, whether it's a red card, yellow card, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, 
they know how to play the system and world rugby let them play the system and that's the problem with it all um world rugby need to sort the system out because you know scotland we 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 laugh and joke, but we were the same with uh, with Xander Ferguson a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he, he got his first ban, and 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 all of a sudden, uh, I think he was playing for Ayrshire Bulls or something like that. You know, and it was <laughs> like, uh, he, you know, there was the, we managed to get him back on the field fairly quickly. So everyone plays the game, and unfortunately, um, uh, you know, it's just not a good look. Well, one of the big problems is I have yet to see any accreditation for this tackle school. Like, has anyone ever, you know, done an audit and discovered if it's a a legit academy? And also, uh, we never see the transcripts. Do these players actually graduate from tackle school or do they just kind of show up and then go to the men's room and vape the whole time? Like, we we don't have any. It's like the end of term, they get sat in front of Toy Story um, on on a little seat and they get to watch a video. Yeah, the last Dave Tackle School is always a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see the picture of them graduating with a little, with a little motorboard on, and they're and they're holding up their their, their certificate with their name on it. You know. <laughs> well, I want them to have to properly tackle the person giving them the diploma. Boof! <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was excellent. You you graduated, <laughs> Johnny. You've come a long way. <laughs> well, no, Johnny would be lying on the floor anyway with something broken, holding his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not biased, though. That's that's one thing we can guarantee every single week. No bias is involved. This is pure, cold, hard facts in the, the, the stone-cold light of day. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're not here to laugh or joke about any other countries that have had issues with players either being banned for many different reasons and we won't talk about Wales at all, uh, unless you want to. <laughs> I swear, the thing that, that I can use to make my son laugh the hardest is when I say, I'm very serious. I never joke around. <laughs> it just makes him go, go into hysterics. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, do the serious face. I'm like, I can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but... Um, a 33-man roster was actually announced by Gregor Townsend. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it at all. You could probably look it up right now if, you, if you're unfamiliar with it. Well, yeah, it's, it's something I, I was just absolutely roughly just wasn't aware it happened. Um, but uh, in fact, I, I, the funny thing is the picture that they took, um, if anyone goes on to Scotland, uh, on the, Scot- the Scottish... Um, uh, what is it, ScottishRugby.org, website. I think, is the website. And uh, yeah, it you is. get to see that they've got there's um where the picture is taken below the uh the, actually it's the fourth road bridge um and then you can see the Queen's Free crossing on the other side and then you can actually see the fourth bridge which is a real one uh behind them um that's the only green piece of grass that there is down at that that area because there's, <laughs> there's 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 I wonder some... that those photos are beautiful but they look really staged they look really like no yeah. no no move five degrees north yeah, northeast well, if you do move slightly the wrong way, there's there's a there's a Land Rover, an ex uh, a, a used um, Land Rover specialist around the back of it that's got a f- couple of broken down Land Rovers lying. Then there's a couple of boats upturned and sunk in the bay. Um, there's, a, <laughs> there's, there's seagulls trying to steal your chips. You I was going to say there's a seagull e- eating some chicken McNuggets. 
Yeah, and trying to trip up Ali Price. You know, there's there's quite a lot of um, things going on down there. So there's a really good, funny enough, there's a really good Canadian restaurant just behind um, that uh, serves breakfast. Um, and uh, they've got their own uh, poutine and, and beef, dip, beef dip sandwiches just behind where the, the picture's been taken. So uh, that's the only good bit down there. <laughs> I've never heard the words Canadian and restaurant in, in that order before well, okay, I take, uh, <laughs> it's like it's, diner. There we go, it's, like, okay. it's kind of like nobody ever goes out for english food right yeah or, or if you go out for chinese food in china it's just food yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i, I had a, a chinese friend who uh you know she had like a part-time job at this restaurant and I was joking, of course, she was very slender, and I was joking around with her at one point, like, I don't know how you stay so thin eating Chinese food all the time. And she was like, oh, we don't eat the food that we serve you people. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, huh? And she was like, no, no, we make the real food in the back. Yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. My, my dad worked over there for, for many years, and he used to bring friends, used to come over to Scotland, and he would take them out for a Chinese meal. And they would look at the stuff that were being served and like, what is this? You mentioned uh, ScottishRugby.org and I'm I'm looking at it right now. And actually, you, you'll you probably be excited about this. Tickets are still available for Scotland's final game before the World Cup against Georgia at Scottish Gas Murrayfield on Saturday the 20th. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Well, you know. There was uh, there was some uh, yeah there was a few gaps in the old uh, mind you I've got to say there wasn't as many gaps as there was at Twickenham on the weekend so uh, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll maybe not talk about that. <laughs> Heard it's a little pricey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the thirty three. Just two questions for you. Any big surprises? Any disappointments? You've you've kind of already gone over it on your own show because it's 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 been a few weeks, obviously. But I haven't really you know had a chance on the air to to go over it. Um, well, any any shocking things, good or bad, on this list for you? Uh, and the, this is the this is the big issue. Uh, not issue. Issue is the wrong word to use. But this is the big thing with with Scotland and also with Ireland as well. If you look at the Irish squad that's been announced. Um, you look at the French squad that's been announced. There's a fair few squads that are out there that are that have been settled for a long, long time. Um, and with with Scotland, there was no real, nothing really jumping out saying, "Oh my goodness, I can't." And usually, we call it the Tuni Tombola. We expect um, Townsend to throw in someone who's who, who's completely out there. And I and I actually expected. Um, two things I expected um, Rambo I expected uh, Stuart McAnally to go instead of Ewan Ashman um, so that was a surprise for me um, but not a surprise for everyone else that was that was Scotland fans um, but I also thought that Dobie, uh, Jamie Dobie would go instead of Ali Price because um, I, I thought they would take a, an apprentice nine to experience you know the future nine of Scotland to, to go out and uh, and and um, uh, taking a World Cup and 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 because he did that last time with George Horn, um, but uh, no, he took a long alley price, and so really for me, the thirty three that he's named has has kind of shown that Tony is very very serious this time, uh, especially considering we put out a full force team against Georgia on the weekend, and everybody sat and had their fingers crossed and uh, uh, made sure there was no black cats walking across in front of them and nobody <laughs> went near a ladder and, um, you know, just to make sure that we had no injuries, you know. 
Imagine if they had like by, right by the tunnel, they just have a ladder and everyone has to come under it just to get onto the field. <laughs> Everyone's in there at home. No, no. <laughs> so uh, based on some of the things <clears throat> that have been said on your show, I have to wonder if Jack Dempsey scores a try in the World Cup and a win for Scotland, are you going to get a tattoo of a wallaby holding a Scottish flag somewhere on your body? <laughs> well, John and I'm sure John Anderson would have something to say about that if he was here. Um, yeah, the old Australian um, uh, is doing rather quite well for us at this moment in time, and uh, he is. I think they're. I think they're all. Um, I think all of our imports are doing a very, very good job at this moment in time. So I have to take my hat off to him, um, my backwards baseball cap off to him because that's what he likes to wear. Um, but uh, I just. It, Actually, we were talking just before we came on, weren't we? And and there was there was a not to promote anyone else's podcast, but there was a there was a, a BBC Scotland rugby podcast that had Jack Dempsey on it, and I, I have to I have to say I'm I'm beginning to like the guy, um, and uh, you know he wasn't afraid to say, look, I'm not here to beat my chest and cry at the Flower of Scotland because I cried um uh, and beat my chest when I was in, when I was wearing black and uh, sorry gold and, and green for um Australia um he says I'm here the only thing that drives me is making sure that I'm there for my teammates on the field and and I I want to be in a place where I can play rugby and enjoy it um and I wasn't getting the opportunity to do that in Australia so I've, I've come over here and I'm, I'm enjoying my rugby and I'm, and I'm doing the best I possibly can and to be perfectly honest I, I have to say I have to take my hat off to him and say well well done mate because you know there's nothing that drives me more crazy than people faking Scottishness um, just to, <laughs> to get a gig, you know, and, and at least he's been honest. Um, uh, so, yeah, he's, he's he's really, you know, we talked about it on the pod, you know, he's, he's got dubious taste in food and he won't go near a square sausage roll, which is, that's, um, that's just wrong. You know, you've got to have one of them when you live in Scotland. But um, other than that, no, I'm, I'm really pleased, to, pleased for him and hopefully he'll do some, some good work this, uh, at the World Cup, you know. I feel like that was breaking news you just laid on us just there. Australian rugby player unhappy with the Wallabies set up. Weird. F <laughs> film at 11. <laughs> yeah, I think he was, I think, well, from what I can tell, he wasn't too happy with um, with the team he played for either. And, uh, uh, you know, down in Australia. And I think it's, uh, it's a sh you know, but then it's one of those situations, I'm sure, of people like this, this Pierre Schumann and, 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 and Johan van der Merwe, you know, you you don't know if they would actually get a chance to play for South Africa. Um, and so if they're not going to get the chance to play for South Africa then they, or or or, or, uh, or keep playing for Australia, then, you know, we'll happily take them and, and uh, if they've got a tenuous link to ourselves, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we've already mentioned John Anderson a couple of times. He, out of everyone on your show, I think he's probably been – the most consistently pessimistic about Scotland's chances in this World Cup. Um, he's pretty pretty consistently said they have zero chance of advancing out of the pool stages. And I, I get it. It seems like beating either Ireland or South Africa, those odds seem pretty slim. On the other hand, you guys have been winning like a lot lately. Um, based on the last year or two, this new sort of, hey, maybe Gregor Townsend knows what he's doing era. Is there no chance at all that Scotland's going to advance? Um, again, if they avoid from walking under ladders and, and having black cats cross across in front of them, if they all if they all make sure that they 
the washing machine doesn't eat their lucky pants. Um, you know, I, I think we'll I think we'll be okay. No, we always had this. We all had this issue of going. Well, you know, the Springboks they could be undercooked in the first game, and we could probably do something against them. Um, that was disproven at the weekend when they absolutely and mercilessly took apart um, the the All Blacks, who I have to say I kind of said pre- previously I think they're they're the dark horse to take take the Rugby World Cup. So yeah. um, South Africa are looking incredibly strong on it immediately. They we we are going to if we give them what we've been doing to other teams over the last um, few games of give them a twenty point lead or a 10 point lead um, before we actually start playing, we ain't getting that back so, you know, if if everyone will be pleasantly happy and surprised if we beat South Africa, but I, I think we're all expecting to be beaten um, Ireland, I have to say are the ones that are looking the, the, the more beatable at this moment in time um, mm. you just need to look at the Ireland uh, it was it was Island Samoa um, yep. at the weekend, um, where Samoa almost almost took the wind. They were a, they were a line they had a shot from, right at the end there. Yeah, they really did. Um, so we, you know, we have to. I think I think instead of us putting you know putting our, our, our hopes and dreams into beating the the uh, beating the uh, the Springboks, um, you know, at the first game of of, of the session, I think the, the 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 hopes and dreams will be. You know, hopefully beating Ireland if we can. So we'll just have to see. I think I think a lot of us are starting to dampen down our expectations now because we're starting to realise that actually we are in a very very bad pool compared to the rest of the rest of the World Cup and um, and having the what the one, two, fifth um, seeds of the you know in the world all in the same pool. It's it's a bit. Um, it's been very, very short-sighted. So uh, we'll have to see. Is it now that scenario where the only way that you know that eventuality ensues is a major injury to one of those teams? Like, and that's of course, that's not something you ever want to root for. Even as a fan, it's like you don't want to be like, yeah. well, we made it, but that's because of this. Like, it, there's no, <clears throat> you know, coaching magic that Tunzi might pull out, or you know, five tries from Duhan. <laughs> Well, the thing is, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, what I want them to do and, and what I've been asking and screaming for and praying for is that um, is is that he doesn't try and match South Africa in what they do. Any team that goes up against South Africa that, that try, oh, we, we've tried to match them in physicality. We've tried to do this with this and this and that. They're not going to get that through South Africa. South Africa are the, the strongest, gnarliest, most horrible team to play against when you're talking about forward power. Um, where we have to try and take them apart is match them, you know, do do our best to be equal to them in this in the set pieces, sort our line out, because sometimes that can go um away with the fairies. And use our backs and use the talent that we have. The only issue I worry about is that um, the Hugh Pilotu and Finn, Finn Russell triangle that, that, that everyone's talking about, um, Razzie and uh, Jack Neerbauer have, have have properly studied that and, and they'll be looking at ways to take it apart. So 
we'll just have to see how that goes. But if we don't play them to play them at their, you know, if we as long as we don't play them at their own game, I think we get we've got the opportunity. We've got an opportunity. Well, you mentioned the gnarly South African forwards, Malcolm Marks. I've described him as the manliest man that ever manned. And uh, last weekend, Scott Barrett's like, oh, I'm going to throw a reckless shoulder into his head. And Malcolm Marks is like, what did you just do? I'm like, you picked the wrong guy. You could have a baseball bat with a nail through it. I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> yeah, just that's that. Just, you know, because Scotty Barrett's not a, not a small man. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, well, you just need to look at this. Well, you talk about injuries. There's South Africa had an injury last minute um, before the game started. So they put a 7-1 seven, seven bench out. Yep. And, you know, nothing, you know, yeah, they put, they put a seven forwards, only got one back, whatever. And they, came, and they still destroyed the, the All Blacks. And, and it, it wasn't a close game. The, the All Blacks just couldn't get into gear. They, they, they did exactly what they did what they did to um, England in the World Cup final. They, they studied them and took them apart and did not let them get into their stride. So, yeah. Um, it was a shocker. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see that, that coming. I, I thought it's always possible New Zealand might lose to the Springboks, but... I didn't see them getting their asses kicked. That was that was bad. Yeah, yeah, because you, you're looking at it. You, even watching the game, you're saying, well, you know, they better watch this because New Zealand will come back and New Zealand will do this and New Zealand will do that. And they just, any time they passed the ball, they either knocked it on or they, they were they were bringing their heads up because they knew what was coming and they were going to get absolutely smashed. And then so they, they ended up, the, the All Blacks ended up then, right, we're going to start trying to, stop them by illegal means and they had uh, so many penalties against them that it's just you know it was unheard of the penalty count even from the beginning it was like nine penalties in nine minutes or something like they just were yeah. coughing it up it was bizarre yeah, yeah. yeah. they were almost doing um, Monday, you know? <laughs> so you know so the world cup is right around the corner um we've already kind of hinted at you know obviously you're rooting for Scotland. I'm rooting for Scotland. Neither of us really fancy the chances to advance, but that doesn't really damper my excitement about the tournament. I just love it so much. So, Craig, like right now, <clears throat> what is your excitement level on a scale of Schumann to Russell? <laughs> um, which is which is the scale you should always use from now on, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that's that. In fact, I'm going to keep that one there. I'm just going to have to remember that and just say, "Oh, I think you're. Uh, I think you're." I'm at a solid Watson right now. Yeah, I'm a little. <laughs> oh well, actually, I'm a little bit Chris Harris today. I'm not sure, um, but uh, <laughs> dampening down and defending. No, I. I don't know. It's, it, it for me, it's, it still isn't real yet. So I'm I'm still kind of okay. keeping my powder dry. Um, but I'm really looking. I am really looking forward to it. The problem I have, and 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 it's it's difficult. I, I think it's it's easier for yourself, for example, um, because no disrespect to. The team that can't be named at this moment in time, um, that you know, you're almost. We're not Voldemort. Your... We're just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to mention it. I just it was, it was trying to be. It was trying to be nice. The team that cannot um, be named. The team that cannot be named. <laughs> yes, we're the the Eagles are redacted. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, the funny thing is, I now coach the Eagles. Um, really? Oh, your new I gig. Know, 
my new gig is the Persia Eagles, and uh, would you believe? But anyway, well, we could a... we could use it. So uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the for you, it, it, this is more of an open competition. You're looking at you look okay. You you know you're rooting for Scotland, but you, you you're looking at the rugby, and 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 yeah. we as we as pundits are are are. People who talk on on um, on podcasts and rugby fans, um, it's hard to not be disheartened by Scotland and being in the group that they're in. And you're, all you're concerned about at the moment is, are you know, all we talk about is, are we getting out of the group? Are we going to play South Africa? Who, are, how are we going to do against them? Are we going to get any major injuries? Um, if we get any major injuries against South Africa, then we're definitely, you know. We're definitely goosed, and we're not going to we're not going to go any further, and all of that. And you're almost forgetting the three other pools. Um, so for for me, I, I'm I'm needing to do a little bit more work on looking at the pools that are out out with, and looking at the matchups and seeing, um, because uh, you know you look at the England pool, and 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 so automatically they're already we've already decided that England are getting out of that pool up until the weekend and then we realized maybe not um but uh, <laughs> so you're at this point of you're not seeing the, the the you're not seeing the wood for the trees at this moment in time um, and, and that's kind of my feeling for feelings about it at the moment it's funny because i i don't have this little item until like later on in my little script here but you, you kind of teed it up so nicely scotland have been really good the last couple of years it's yeah. now suddenly at a stage where when they play England, it feels like Scotland is probably going to win most of the time. It's not going to always happen, but it, it feels like that's a, a reality. Um, I feel more confident in Gregor Townsend than I ever have. Uh, some of the combinations that, you know, obviously the Hugh Pilatu thing, Finn is in top form and they're letting him cook. Like everything is so great. Is this sort of potential golden age of Scottish rugby – sort of in danger of being swept under the rug just because of this stupid draw for the World Cup. I, I, I you've hit the nail on the head. I, I, I really, I, I really, that's my, that you're bang on because it's, um, we are in a golden age, no matter, you know, the Welsh and the Irish always like to remind us that we're, we're always believing that we're going to beat everyone and then we don't beat everyone. Um, but really at this one time, we are, as Scotland fans, apart from certain Scotland fans that I won't talk about just yet, um, we are we are riding the crest of a wave, and, and we're really happy with the, the team's really settled. Um, Tooney, you know, them settling his, t- keeping him on and moving further forward with him um, has been good for him and good for the team. I'll tell you one of the other things is Brad Moore coming on um, mm. as as part of the attack, the attacking coaching staff. You can really see him across the, you know, see his, see, you know, the whole Tua Pilotu, you know, Hugh Jones style of, of play. He's, I think he's unshackled Finn as well. He's kind of said to, you know, he's kind of got Tooney, look, you concentrate on the rest of the stuff and, and we'll, me and Finn will, because Brad Moore, the way Brad Moore coaches is very much right on you go. Let's see what you can do. Mm. Um, and so, I, I which think is what it, I think Finn, you know, thrives under. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what we're, I guess, we're more worried about when he goes to Bath, um, <sighs> is, is because it's, it's he's really going to a prescriptive 
style of coaching going to Bath. So, um, you know, we'll wait and see. But yeah, he's 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 on the crest. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. That that was a good move. You're not allowed to do that here. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Using your using your imagination? No, 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 no. We leave that in the <laughs> locker room. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I really, I really, just as you say, I think, I think we, we, we're all, you know, we are in, of of the belief now that uh, we we live in certain teams' heads now. Um, I think Wales, Wales are in their own head because they're they're, they're too busy just imploding at this moment in time, and mm. and, and hopefully they'll, they'll, I really do hope that they'll, they'll have a good showing at the World Cup. Um, England, and you know Wales, Ireland, and Scotland all live in 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 England's head at this point in time. England are coming out to telling telling their fans to to stop beating up on them and stop you know and thanks for this you know thanks for your support sarcastically and all this that and the other. <laughs> um, and it's like you you guys just need to settle down and go and have some fun. Remember why you play rugby rather than you know let's just kick the leather off the ball and let's you know we're playing these this prescriptive type of rugby and and so Scotland lives in England's head at this point in time so whenever we play them we've already got the advantage now which is a very rare yeah rare air that we're breathing at this moment in time you know because it was always England was always you know we were England were living in our head for many many years so yeah it's it's, it's an exciting time but yeah I, I'm concerned that we're us as Scotland fans and also Scotland themselves aren't getting the opportunity to shine at the World Cup that um, that, that that they may have done if they're in a different pool. But we'll, we'll wait and see. So it's not, you know, it, we've got to talk about England. They look so bad right now. One of my favorite things in rugby is rooting against England. But it's now gotten to a point where I'm like, ah, guys, like, oh, this, it, it's, it's, like it feels like dancing on their grave instead of just rooting against them almost. And like, you know, you coach is, is Borthwick the problem? Is he just still trying to pick up the pieces from the crumble that Eddie left? Um, Was it always the players all along? Like what is their damage right now? Well, I I find it very difficult to pin the, pin the tail on the donkey right at this moment in time, because You've, you've, Borthwick, the issue, Borthwick succeeded dramatically. Him, Sinfield, and um, uh, Wigglesworth all succeeded at Leicester because they could build their own culture at Leicester. They had the players with them all the time. The problem they have international rugby is a different kettle of fish because you've got your you've got your team for a specific amount of time and you've got to try and mash all these different styles and different players together to come out with some sort of you know you're supposed to, you're, you're adding tomatoes in with peanut butter and trying to come out <laughs> with a beautiful a beautiful delicious taste and unfortunately it, that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, where England succeeded when was when they were playing virtually all of Saracens, because mm. they. That's you know, a great point. Um, you know that's where they were they were their most dangerous, um, and also the fact that if you so so yeah I, I think Borthwick is has been dealt a bad hand, but I also think I don't think he's the right guy for the job. Mm. Um, I think it's been a very very expensive mistake and the rush to get rid of Jones. 
Um, you know, I, I thought Eddie Jones should have gone. Now that that's fair, you know, I'll stand up and say that. But in hindsight, I think he should have taken him through the World Cup and then went and then bring bring someone like Borthwick in who can build. There's no more. There's not as much expectation on his shoulders, right? As uh, you know, as as there should be. But really, I think you're you're, you know, he's he's people. You know, he's missing people like Zach Mercer, for example. Zach Mercer came. Came back from France and signed with uh, Gloucester so he could play for England. He's he's a phenomenal player, a phenomenal yeah, open open um, uh, player in the open, a, a number eight who absolutely succeeds in the open. Um, and he gets rid of him and keeps Billy Vinopola, who is just a wrecking ball. All he does is run at people. He has no nuance whatsoever. And so, what is Steve Bothwick trying to do? Is he trying to build this all powerful? Big powerful pack of forwards and backs that 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 are going to take people apart. Well, unfortunately, the Springboks have done that. So you know, you're you're never going to manage to, to do that again. Um, but then he has people like Marcus Smith in to dance around in the background. Well, you know, you need to either just you need to bin bin your uh, prescriptive twelve or stroke ten captain who can't understand how to tackle and also can't understand how to really open and play up um like Marcus Smith um or and, and you and you you run this loose rugby or you stick with your prescriptive um you know I, th- I think George Ford and, and and Owen Farrell at 10 and 12 I think has been one of the best combinations that England have ever had mm. but unfortunately they've they've not been playing lately that way because outward pressure and People are telling them they have to play Marcus Smith. Well, I don't think Rugby Jesus is doing the job for them, you know. He he provided the only spark they had this past weekend. You know, it, it looked like if they had any hope at all, it was on the back of Marcus Smith. But I know that's been a, a rare sight in the England setup. Yeah, but it's, again, it's this whole thing. If they don't, they don't bite, you know, like Marcus Smith needs some, Marcus Smith needs a Harlequins team around him. He needs that sort of, we're going to score more tries than you to win. We, we don't, you know, we're not we're not here to play defensively. We're not going to continually give you the ball to see if you cough it up. Mm. Um, and and that seems to be Steve Borthwick's style, and that's where the way Leicester played, and that's the way that they've, they've always done. So, you know, and that's this that's the way that um, Gatland and and Townsend t- started trying to put the um, the the Lions through that sort of um, that sort of way of playing when they went they went out to South Africa, and unfortunately. You know, you don't want to give South Africa a ball. You want to starve them of it. You know, mm. so ugh, we'll, we'll have to see. But England are really just unfortunately. I do feel you know there are certain players I feel incredibly sorry for, and I think they're being used up and 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 spat out the other side. Um, Dom Brandt, for example, is a is a phenomenal talent of a player. I love but, that guy. Yeah, um, but he's he's been absolutely spouted. Don't get me wrong, Ben Earl. I, I think Ben Earl is an absolute, you know, it's wonderful. Apart from his celebration that somebody dropped the ball or just threw in the lineouts, you know, <laughs> making himself look like an idiot. But I, I feel very I sure they've been told you're doing this. If you're not, if you don't do it, you're not getting in the starting lineup next time. Ah, <laughs> uh, David, we've got we've got eighteen year old kids doing that now on yeah. the field. It's just, please stop that rubbish, you know. <laughs> but anyway, it, yeah. it, it's funny because the, I've been hearing already 
you know, people saying, well, England looks so bad right now. They're hopeless for this World Cup. After this is over, they need a clean house. They need a clean house, bring in young people. But I'm like, I want Maro Otoji on my team. Yeah. Team. Like, they, when you look at their roster, it looks really good. It, like, and even even Owen Farrell, he's one of my favorite players to disparage and rag on and everything. But like, he's a leader and he's excellent at what he does. Like, you know, according to everything I hear, like everyone around him feels inspired by him. He sets the standard in training every single week. Like people want to follow him. They're just they look so unenthused and uninterested and it, they don't look like there's any buy-in except for that fake stuff like you're talking about like oh wait something just happened a time to pump my fist and scream now and it seems like they're trying to manufacture it instead of actually feeling it and morrow he, he he looks bored it's very strange yeah, yeah he's uh, you know i i totally agree with you I, you know and even though even though in faro um just as you say i would i think as i said as i said before george ford you watch george ford playing for sale and when he was playing for lesser tigers okay it's a he's a kicker and 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 he likes to kick the ball away a lot but the way he does it is 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 difficult especially when you're talking about um premiership level he 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 shows his class and 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 you know Owen Farrell is a classy player as well he he works hard he's 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 very very he's worth all the money that he's paid, he's he's a he's a fantastic and a fantastic player. I just don't think he's a captain. Um, I think if they take the they do what I think they should have done what the what they've done with Hoggy what they did with Hoggy before he retired, and that was take the captaincy off him and let him try and relax a little bit and concentrate on the good things. But um, so I don't know. I just wait. I just you, you don't. You know, okay, fair enough. We we never really like to see England winning because you know, because this all the fake stuff gets in the way and the press gets so. You know, if you if you if you're ever in in the UK and you listen to the UK podcasts, all they talk about is England and then Scotland, Wales, and Ireland get five minutes at the end, um, and and so that's what builds this sort of hatred for for English rugby, um, because they keep telling you how good they are. <laughs> I guess maybe that, that's, that's one of the things on the list. Yeah, well, that's it, and I think I think I think the pressure's showing on the guys. I think the I think yeah. they're, you know, they're not enjoying the rugby. I don't think they're enjoying the rugby with Eddie Jones, and and I think um, you know these these guys need to start remembering what they play it for. You know. Well, so you have spent years coaching. If you were the best coach in the entire world. You came into a, a a team. I know it's it's kind of hard to quantify, but like, what kind of a boost would your brilliance actually be able to give them? You know, ten percent, twenty five percent. Like, how much better can a, 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 the best coach in the world make a team? Like, uh, right now, Andy Farrell looks like the best coach in the world to me. I, I like the way he's got Ireland clicking. Like, he has made such a difference, and I think it's obvious that it comes from him. Borthwick, I feel like it's just not doing anything. Eddie Jones almost feels like he's dragging people down. Gatlin just wants to waterboard you. Like, <laughs> so, like, how important is that? And you know, it, if you brought in the best coach in the world, would it change your fortunes in a situation like a World Cup? Um, I think I think Borthwick's not had enough time. I think right. he, 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 you know, um, he was he was served a, a rather unappetizing meal when he arrived in, 
it's waking up with, with the Sir, your really... side of Joe Marler has arrived. There you are. Oh, wow. That's gone off really quickly. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I just, um, it leaves a better taste in my mouth. Um, no, I, I, I just, I think he's just been, there's a, I'm not going to say the saying that we, we usually would say that he's been served a, a really unappetizing sandwich. And I think, I think that, you know, if we get if they get through, if he survives through the World Cup, I think you'll see England move forward over the next four years. He's got five years mm. on his contract, so you know if they keep him, then um, I think you'll see them getting into their stride eventually. Um, who who would who would you bring in? Who would you class as the best in the world? Okay, Farrell looks good, but Farrell has come on um, and he's taken what was already there was already an all-blacks beating side and he's just developed them and kept them in place. He's not changed it dramatically. Um, he's not done a Tooney or, or any of the other coaches who come into these sort of things and go, right, well, we're going to have the same sort of setup, but here's here's someone from totally left field to see if we can see if we can G this team up again. He's just kept it in that sort of momentum. He's allowed them to play a little bit more than Joe Smith would have let them play, but he's that's a little bit less prescriptive, but they, they look good. Um, so maybe he would be able to do that with, with England um, because they're all highly talented guys. They wouldn't be sitting playing for England if they were if they weren't. Um, but I think I think what England really needs is someone like Scott Roberts, Robertson um, to come in and just take the shackles off and get them smiling again and enjoying their training camps and really just going out and playing some fun rugby and and but the press and the, the expectation is won't let them you know it's funny with the how dependent on the situation it is you kind of already said that but like uh oh i already i'm already uh schmidt schmidt uh so ireland are like well we're tired of you we don't like your system anymore and you're too rigid and then he pops up in New Zealand and suddenly New Zealand have kind of a renaissance and even michael Checa, who i always loved snickering at he's made a huge difference in Argentina. So, I mean, is often how good a coach you are dependent on the situation you find yourself in rather than your actual sort of individual brilliance? Yeah, I think, I think you know, coaches coaches who go in when the teams are absolutely at their lowest deb, um, you know, they've got a good opportunity to make themselves look good because, you know, it can't get any worse. Um, unfortunately, Steve Borthwick... Has made it worse, and uh, that's 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 he's probably bucking the trend there. But um, what you tend to fight, I think, checks has really he, you know, Argentina getting a coach who actually knows what they're doing. Um, maybe that maybe I'm being condescending there, but you know, they've actually he's it's coincided with them giving up the Jaguares, and so the the their players aren't. Traveling all around the world all the time, spending more time in airports than than rugby fields. So he's he's getting, uh, you know, a lot of their players are out playing around the world and they're getting good rugby. You just need to look at, for example, and I'm only taking this home, bringing this home because I can talk about him. But Emiliano Buffelli is loving his rugby. You have someone who's loving his rugby at, at club level. He's going to go in and get the opportunity to play for his national team. He's going to love his rugby with a with a coach who's kind of play this way but let's have a smile they all seem to have a smile on their face in Argentina so it's again I, I just feel the the prescriptive sort of coach that you must play the way I want you to play and he's constantly in their face I think it doesn't seem to work that well you know 
Well, we've been talking for almost an hour now, which means it's probably a good time to get to our first segment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. I always come on here and talk too much, man. <laughs> oh, it, it's not you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I am going to do some truncating too. I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, editing on the fly as we go here. But uh, the the first little segment I I put together, I'm calling "You're Getting Warmer." So, over the last several weeks, we've had the World Cup warmups. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. At the beginning of August, there were two results that surprised me: Scotland beating France, and then Wales beating England. Ireland also beat Italy pretty badly, but that I think that hardly counts as a surprise. Um, which of those two results I just mentioned surprised you the most? Or, or were you on top of that the whole time? Were you like, yeah, yeah, this is what I expected? Um, I think Wales beating England was the more surprising out of those results. Um, I think mm. Scotland have, Scotland well, the, have the, beat... The, the French right. squad was was not their top squad. Yeah, a lot of people have said that, and I understand that, but these guys are still playing top-level rugby with the top, oh, yeah. top 14, and you know, they're no mugs. Um but yeah, I agree. Um, also, Scotland are kind of France's kryptonite at the moment in time. They, they, you know, if France can be on a on a march and, and and can be doing really really well, and they come up against Scotland, and all of a sudden they either throw a punch or they throw an elbow, and then they lose a player on the field, and then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're losing the game. So, I, I, yeah, it was nice to beat them at Murrayfield. I think it was good, but I think the. I think everyone had basically said that throwing whales out with the dish with with the bathwater and kind of said, look, you know, they ain't going anywhere just now because they're in disarray, and they managed to to beat England. But but little did we know how bad England were going have have, have sunk to. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's the more surprising one out of the out of them. Well, well you, 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 we've been dancing around how bad England look, and a lot of what we're saying is because of just this past weekend, an historic day in Twickenham for Fiji. I just got to ask, how good was that? How much did you enjoy watching that match? It was a wonderful match. It was, it was the end. You know, you, what I what I love the most is the fact that um, everyone has. Everyone has decided that Fiji are this prescript, are this offloading crazy team. They get tired after about forty minutes, and then, um, and then they, then everyone beats them in the last twenty, um, and they've come along and went, no, we're not. And they uh, absolutely flipped the script. Absolutely, the 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 good and scrum, they're scrummaging well. The 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 line outs are okay. Um, they're. Uh, their set piece is good, and they still then add on the whole thing of holding a ball like a loaf, of, like a loaf of bread, and 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 getting their offloads, etc. You know, so yeah, um, and obviously, it's all to do with Big Bill Matter, um, the Edinburgh Eight and the Fijian Eight. You know, he's he's just putting a huge shift as well. So we're all very very proud of him. And uh, I love yeah. Big Bill. Yeah, yeah. He, I feel like he didn't play too much last year, but. No, he was injured a lot, and uh, Edinburgh unfortunately have decided that they're going to they use him as a wrecking ball, uh, a little bit like Billy Vanapola. He goes into contact a hell of a lot, um, mm. and so he, he does get injured quite a bit. Um, but um, but then he just comes out with a, a piece of magic, and all of a sudden he's, he's he's won you the game, you know. So, so what was your highlight from these last few weekends, these warm ups? Um, in fact, I, I want to make it like a a, a threefer. What was your favorite game? 
what was your favorite moment and who was your favorite player in terms of just sort of highlights from these last few weeks of warmups? Oh, um, well, for me, uh, favorite player, I'll go straight to that one. Um, Damien Pinot. I love Damien Pinot. He's sick. Um, he's just, you know, some of the the finishes he puts in, you know, uh, diving, you know, there's a crossfield kick and he has to dive for the ball, catches it in midair and lands. You know, he's a beautiful finisher. But for me, just when he runs, he looks like he's doing two mile an hour and he's doing 40, you know. Um, he's just so casual, um, casual with his skill, but yeah, he always looks surprised when the ball comes to him, and then he's like, "Oh, am I supposed to score this?" Boom. Yeah, yeah, it's like, "Oh, look, I have the ball. I wonder what I'm going to do with it." Oh, scored! Um, <laughs> and it's it's almost like hockey, you know. Um, uh, <laughs> well, you're a West Wing fan when the vice president is describing hockey, and it's like <laughs> passes it off to Menderchuk, who they traded yeah. for a case of bats. Oh, he scores! Like yeah, everyone is yeah, surprised, exactly. and it's just. Uh, <laughs> But I guess I guess him and Dante, I think Dante looks absolutely outrageous as well. Um, but uh, no, I'm a big fan of Damien Pinot. Uh, that's a personal thing, though. You probably find that you know, you know, you could argue. Many people could argue uh, against. You know, there are many, many different players that are phenomenal. But I, I just, I just think for someone, he's almost a Finn Russell. He, he, he looks so relaxed at being fantastic. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the most, I guess, the game I enjoyed the most. I think um, I I really enjoyed um, Scotland France. Uh, we when we played at Murrayfield, even the second Scotland France game. Um, uh, in fact, that's probably my highlight is the Scotland France game where we lost just uh, down in um, down in. Uh, now I've forgotten the name of the stadium, but it, was uh, it says here Saint Penis. Oh wait, 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 Saint Denis. That's it, Saint Denis. Saint Denis. There we go. Um, you took me back there, but it took me away there with a with a, a penis joke. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that one coming. I didn't see that coming. Here was me worrying about saying a shit sandwich, and then you've got to slap me around the head with a penis joke. <laughs> oh god, there we go. I'm, wow, I'm this, the puns this, already. Yeah, we took some pretty hard turns there. Yeah, we're going to have to edit, edit, edit. Um, so I think for me, um, when you saw the build-up for the game, if if you watched the build-up for the game, the crowd were so loud. And you just looked at it and thought, Scotland are going to get absolutely taken apart here. The crowd are yeah. behind the team. Um, that was they've got their, they've got their Yeah, they've got their strongest team out there. Um, it's going to be a really interesting night. It was hot. Um, and Scotland, yeah, they, they gave away 20 points in the first week. Well, I'm thinking, right, okay, that's that's happening. Um, but we came back and we showed the sort of gameplay that um, that can take teams like France apart. So I think that was, for me, my favourite. Um, I think most closely closely aligned with the Springboks taking the, the All Blacks apart. I think that was mm. um, that, that was out that that was just sheer um yeah it was just sheer rugby you know just look at us we are absolutely going to beat the best in the world um and uh they they, they and they, and we're not even going to let them get back in the game we're not even going to give them a, gl- a glimpse of hope they are absolutely utterly going to be beaten and i think that was um that was quite impressive too so those are my two 
so for these last few months, people have been talking about, you know, the new eligibility rules, whatever you want to call them, like it's changed the complexion of a lot of what it was intended to do. The Pacific Island teams, tons of people have been saying, oh, look at Tonga. They're going to be a real monster. Samoa, they're going to be an absolute monster. And for me, I'm like, can you also talk about Fiji? Because I think that uh, that order is almost exactly the opposite. I'm, I think Fiji's probably at the top of that. Then Samoa, then Tonga. I mean, they might be interchangeable if if scotland were to go on a pacific island tour and you had to face fiji samoa and tonga right in a row which of those matches is making you the most nervous um i i think uh <laughs> fiji would make me nervous um i think fiji are you know they what what i like about fiji is that that they have the new eligibility rules and they haven't used it as much as as Tonga and Samoa. They've, they've, they have their own home-based players that they have they have really developed over a, over a period of time. They're almost at the That's point right. where they've, they've I just think 18, 18 of their squad play with the Fiji and Drua. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. I think the, 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 the Drua and Moana Pacifica have really brought them on um, and have given them their own their own rugby, if you know what I mean. Um, the one I'm worried about is the one that we face um, in the, in the pool. Um, uh, so I think it's the more we 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 face, um, or is it Tonga we face? I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, uh, why am pools? I missing it? Tonga, do, we do, see, do, do, do. you know, if, yeah, we've got Tonga. So that that one we I'm fairly worried about. There are some real heavyweights of rugby in, in, in that Tonga team um, that could properly turn them around. Um, so we have to be careful. That's a tri- that's a trip hazard for us, you know. We, we we do something fantastic against either against South Africa and then all of a sudden we trip over Tonga. That's the worry, you know. Um, but no, I think I think Fiji are the full package at the moment. But no Izzy Falau, you guys don't have to worry, right? Well um God, God has decided has, that you will win. God, God has decided the will of God has said, "Noisy, you're not playing rugby for the World Rugby World Cup," um, and he has to just be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like piling on at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the the this long stretch of warm up. It's funny when the warm up matches started. It feels like, ooh, we're gonna get to see these beautiful international tests. We're gonna see all these incredible teams. We're going to start to, you know, solidify our ideas about what we're going to see in the World Cup. It's going to be so exciting. And then they started, and everyone's like, "Okay, that's enough. World Cup time. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so we have put the very, in many ways, strange warm-ups behind us. Um, I think, unless you have anything else to add, I think that can wrap up our "You're Getting Warmer" segment. Happy days. So the next little bit is based on a line from George Costanza on Seinfeld. It's called, I was in the pool! I was in the pool! When we look <laughs> at the Rugby World Cup pools, um, so in Pool A, the, the currently lowest-ranked team is, of course, Namibia. In, in B, it's Romania. In C, it's Portugal. And in Pool D, it's Chile. I'm truly annoyed to mention that three of those four teams are actually ranked lower than the USA, but whatever. Um, out of those four teams, which one is you know most likely to make some sort of splash? Chile. Ooh, Chile. I like this. Really, they looked good. We played them um, in our 
in our South American tour, and they looked they looked more than we thought they'd be. Spicy? Is that what you're going to say? Spicy, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> spicy. Um, yeah, they they look good. Um, I think they've got. I don't. I, uh, they've got a chance of beating Japan. Um, they've got a chance of beating England. <laughs> and so, I'm sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> say it as often as you like. Yeah, because I'm looking at there. You've got England. You've got J- Japan, Argentina, Samoa, and Chile. Those four could all be England at the moment. Um, so I, no, I, I think I think Chile. I think um, you know Portugal looked good as well. I have to say Portugal have actually looked very good too. Um, so they've got they've got opportunities. Poor old Romania. Well, they were just they were drafted in because of other problems and and and. That we could then discuss the team that we cannot talk about um, might have their noses a little bit out of joint because Romania got drafted in and then, uh, um, but Portugal gave you a good slapping around. So uh, you know, um, you know, Portugal... it was the worst game ever because it's it's so anti-American sports where we tied the last game and therefore lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is the yeah. it is the thing that cannot happen in American sports. Like, hey, you tied and you lose. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, it's a tie over there. I don't understand. Wait, there's something exactly. you put on with a shirt, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, like this is what people used to wear to football games in the twenties. <laughs> so, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Chile. See how they go. I like that. I like that. I mean, uh, I think Squidge has a, a Chile video coming out very soon. I, I can't wait to jump whole hog into that one. So. Yeah. Apart from those four, though, you know, I guess more realistically, a step up from that, again, from A to D, we've got Uruguay, we've got Tonga, we've got Georgia, and then, of course, England. Oh, wait, sorry, I guess Samoa? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Um, which of those teams is going to get a, uh, a win in the pool stages, and do any of them get more than that? Oh, um well, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see. I think I think Uruguay, Uruguay, or Ur, yeah, Uruguay. I think are going to are, are going to build on what they built on last year. Last I think I pronounce I think I pronounce Uruguay different every single time I say yeah, it. Yeah, you, like, you Uruguay, see, Uruguay. You threw me. That's what it is. It's. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to blame you no matter what. Um, <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> um, I think uh, Tonga and Samoa will do. Do quite well. I think Samoa looked very good against against Italy. That's uh, against Ireland, I should say. Um, mm. But for me, um, you know, I think that probably the the less performing group will be Georgia because Georgia they came out strong in the first half against Scotland, but they tired very quickly and they went to pieces. So um, I think uh, you know Georgia have are going to are going to find it tough. Yeah, I think a lot of people w- were sort of leaning towards them even a few weeks ago, and now, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't feel as good about them at all. No. Um, by the way, did you notice after the two teams we just mentioned, Scotland is currently ranked higher than all three remaining teams in Pool C? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it just is just unbelievable how they. And they, they, the French, it was the French um, uh, rugby union that wanted them to 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 pick the pools um, so far out from the World Cup, and it's been an absolute disaster. Um, and 
you know, you look at uh, you look at Pool C and you think who's going to come through from that. And and to be perfectly honest, whomever comes through, I think I think I'd like to see Fiji come through and, and put a real challenge on because you certainly at this moment in time you're not going to see Australia or Wales doing anything in the quarterfinals. Oh well, we're absolutely getting to that. Um, so I went through each pool, literally just mapped out everything I see in terms of wins and losses. I ended up seeing an 0-4 team in every single pool. In pools A, B, and D, I have a 4-0 team and a 3-1 team that would take, you know, essentially take the first and second places and advance into quarterfinals. Pool C, though, I swear, I was looking at it like right up until the moment you joined this call, and I'm still no closer to feeling anything like confident. There could be three 3-1 teams in that pool. And yeah. how yeah. tough would that be if your team had the same record as the two that advanced to the knockouts while you lose out on some sort of tiebreaker? Yeah, it's it's especially like you know, especially when they're, they're going to go no further, you know. And I think I think this is just as I said, you know, you've got Fiji there who could actually do some damage, um, but you've got Australia and Wales who will go to the court, which and. You know, if Australia and Wales have a good day, they're pretty much the ones that we think are going to go on to the quarterfinals. And that's as far as they'll go. They'll be going home after that. Because whoever they match up against, even for even Argentina look strong against Wales uh, and Australia. So, you know, I don't mean that. That sounds really derogatory, and I don't mean it that way. Argentina no, no, I think, have built I think really right. strongly, but, you know, you're looking at a team in Argentina who, who could really um, be a surprise a surprise squad. So that pool, you know, that pool needed a little bit more of a sprinkling of the top five um, in amongst them um, to sort it out. But I would be gutted for Fiji if they, um, if they miss out and they're still a, you know... The, because because of some sort of anomaly. Well, out of those three teams, out of Wales, Australia, and Fiji, two of them are going to advance. Tell us yeah. who those two are going to be. I think Wales will advance. Um, and Wales is a sort of the, the head. Um, and I think Fiji will advance because it's my heart. I think Fiji have got the opportunity. Australia look at sea at the moment. Um, they really do. Mind you, yeah, they really do, and 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 Wales, Wales still, you know, Wales, you know, England played incredibly badly against Wales in their second their second summer test, and Wales still let them win, you know. Um, so, you know, unless Wales can pull something out of the bag, but I, I really, but the, but Wales are a clutch team. They are a team that once once they get themselves together and they're put under pressure. They produce, you know, you, it's the whole thing. You squeeze something hard enough, it becomes a diamond. And I think um, <laughs> Wales have that. Wales have that ability to do that. Whereas I don't think Australia have. It does seem like Wales is most dangerous when their wins are like nine to six, twelve to nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll grind. They'll grind out a win. Um, so I, 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 as I say, I think I, I could be completely wrong. It, it could be just a standard thing of Wales and Australia go through. Um, mm. And if Australia seem to be at that point where they're they're probably ten percent away from clicking. 
You know what I mean? And I just think, yeah. mind you, apart from apart from Eddie Jones making this really stupid mistake of only taking one all in out ten, it's um, very strange. It really is. Um, but I think they're just just they're almost and and if they get if they get their fingertips to the edge and actually click, I think they could be devastating. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that quick enough. So. Uh... If you if you're not already looking at it, you can you know feel free to to bring up the the World Cup website and and just take a look at these different pools. Um, it's it's funny. So I was actually talking to you and John, I think probably like a year ago, and we were talking about oh well this team's favored and that team's favored, and I was like, by the way, do you guys actually ever place bets on these things? And I I think it was John who was like, it's it's no good betting on rugby it's not it, you, you don't get value betting on rugby union because the team that's supposed to win usually wins so it's just yeah. and it's funny i've just all my predictions have sort of gone chalk i guess a lot more since then i'm like oh yeah that does seem to be the case i'm always rooting for an upset and it just doesn't happen that often um in pool a for instance i think it's i don't see any way it's not well for me it's it's France and New Zealand, and for me, I, I see France going four and zero. I see New Zealand going three and one, and they're easily both going to waltz into the quarterfinals. Craig, who is advancing out of Pool A? Um, uh, sorry to sound really boring, but you're bang on. Um, New Zealand and France are going going through. There's, you know, I would love to. I'd love to, you know, because John's not here. Um, I, I can. Ex- to the virtues of of Italy and tell you tell you all about how fantastic Italy have grown and and they're doing a great job. But looking at France and New Zealand, they're a cut, cut above them, and, and 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 even a poor poor New Zealand will will take Italy apart. Yeah, England. I mean, uh, Italy are better, and they have grown, and they're better than they have been in the entire time I've been watching them. That doesn't mean they can get close. You know, and yeah. like we talked earlier about like, well, in these situations, injuries might allow you to go through. There's no amount of injuries that could, you know, get Italy into the top two in that pool, right? Yeah, Italy, Italy are no matter what, how much they show how good they are becoming, they still get to a point where they um, uh, they bump a, they bump their heads on the ceiling of fitness, um, and they. You know the last twenty minutes of their game. Uh, well, let me rephrase that because I'm just remembering Capuzzo, um, uh <laughs> that last that last helping to, <laughs> helping Italy to score that last minute try against Wales. Oh, I thought I forgot about that. Um, Woo, I did so, not. Yeah, um, but Italy Italy usually falter about 50, 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, yep. And if you're having a bad game against them, you still come out the t- come out the back end of it um, uh, playing well. So uh, I I, I want to see Italy as a superpower. I want to see them winning winning well in the Six Nations, but they're just not there yet. I, I, I almost forgot. So I am literally filling out a bracket here. So we have the, the official record for pos- posterity. Um, France and New Zealand, you said, are one and two, but who's one and who's two? Who's who's winning that pool and who's second? France are going to win the pool. New Zealand second. Okay, just marking it down. So that basically means it's going to totally reverse, and it's going to be New Zealand win the pool and France. 
Rats are coming second because my predictions are awful. I, I see the Kiwis <laughs> losing that first game. That after, I think losing the way they did to South Africa it has to be a mental thing for them. I mean, that's probably foolish of me. They're they're the All Blacks. They probably have already erased it. But like, that's just a bad bit of momentum to be on when you go to France and to go to Paris. The place it's going to be a spectacle unlike I think anything we've ever seen. Like uh, I just, I, I, I see France winning that game. David, the issue you have is you saw the All Blacks fall off the cliff at Twickenham against the Springboks. Their penalty count became huge. They're, they started putting in cheap shots because they were just getting fed up and getting beaten. And that's yep. not in front of their own crowd. Wait till France have a stadium full of French singing them singing the Marseille. Absolutely, the noise is phenomenal. If they're either going to knuckle down and and absolutely wipe the floor with France, or they're going to they're going to be slapped around by France, I can guarantee it. Yeah, I I foresee the latter. I don't want to. I I do support New Zealand, but uh, I think they lose that first game. Yeah. Um, when we look at Pool B. Again, my predictions are incredibly boring. I see Ireland and South Africa one and two. I see Ireland going four and zero oh and South Africa going three and one. Um, I have Scotland at two and two. We already kind of covered it. it. There's no situation that changes that, right? Um, I I'm slightly different. Um, and this is maybe the optimist in me. Um, I I see us beating Ireland. So I love that. Um, wow. I, I so I I see, you know, I see us. The problem you have there is we are three and one, um, and Ireland will be three and one. So I mean, no, two and one. But no, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. There could be there can be three three and one teams three and for one. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Three and one. So sorry, my maths is terrible. Um, but. So I, I, I see we're going to have to score more points than certain, you know, people certain than Ireland, and I think Ireland have got the ability to take Tonga and Romania really apart if they're on their game, and they're being as ferocious as they can be. Um, whereas Scotland, I think, may either play a lesser team or you know rotate the squad, or they'll they'll do something stupid and they'll not win as much buy as much against those two teams so you may find that South Africa go 4-0 and zero. Um, uh, Ireland go 3-1 and one, Scotland go 3-1 and one, and Ireland go through so um, I Wow the, the, the Ireland match is the last one it's October 7th at the Stade de France uh, I mean if Ireland have sewn it up by then maybe they rest some people but I don't know. Well, that's the question. Eh? That's the question. So, but I do need your official predictions, though. Who are the who tops the one and two spots in Pool B for you? South Africa are going to top the pool, um, and come on, um, pull the trigger. Okay, Scotland are going to go through, and Ireland are going to be third. Yes, I was hoping you would do that, and I hope that's true. I really do um, those two. I've got. I can't come out and say that. I can't just be the typical Scottish fan and say that I'm 
that uh, that, that Scotland aren't going to win, aren't going to get through the quarters. I honestly think it's possible. I think things happen, you know, in the NFL, one of the, the big phrases is they don't play the games on paper. And so, yeah, you know, absolutely. things happen. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've already talked about the craziness of pool C, so I'm going to skip it. Pool D is again, kind of, kind of boring. Um, I see Los Pumas going four and L. And then even though we've just talked about how bad England are, I still see them going three and one. I still see Argentina one and England two in that pool. Um, tell me I'm wrong about that. Um, no, uh, I, it's a real, it's a toss of a coin, David. I, I yeah. can see England going four and oh, um, you know, because Argentina just... are better than them right now. Right. They, they would have oh, to, yeah. they would have to screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. Argentina. You know, have, have, but then that's the whole thing. You know, Ireland last to the 2019, um, well, up to the 2019 World Cup, Ireland were winning everything, beating the All Blacks, and they were number one ranked in the world. And then they absolutely fell off a cliff. So, um, no, I'd like to see Argentina go four and all, and then, uh, and then. But you're right. Uh, obviously, there's the wild card of Samoa. Um, Samoa could could be there thereabouts. But I, I think England are going. I think so. I think it's going to be Argentina four and in England being one. I'm with you. Okay, the mystery pool. It's so strange. I stared at this list for way too long. Um, I see. I do see Portugal going zero and four. I still think it's great for their program that they made it this far. Um, I feel like it's a big building block. I know that sounds incredibly condescending, but if that was the USA I was talking about, I would absolutely be saying the same thing. Mm. Um, Georgia, I think, are going to underwhelm. I think they're going to be one and three, which leaves us with the three-way tie we talked about earlier. Please give me your prediction. Who is one and who is two out of Pool C and which of these probably very, very close teams is going to lose out? Um. I'm going to go Fiji 1 and Wales 2. That is exactly what I have. Nice. I think, I think it's going to be I think Wales are gritty enough to get themselves through into the quarterfinals. I think uh, I think Australia are not playing. As I say, it's it's one of those things. Australia just need to click. If they click, then I think they'll win the pool. Um, but I think Fiji are just looking very, very good. But the problem you have is four games in, will Fiji be as sharp? Um, will mm. they, they'll, they'll have a few. They might have a few injuries. They might have. They'll be tired, beaten up. You know. Um, you just you know, away from home. They seem to be. They seem to not enjoy traveling too much. You know. So. As usual, I'm listening to way too many podcasts about this, and again, it almost seems condescending to people being like, oh, they finally found their way, and they finally found fitness, and they found this and that, but I, I think there's at least a kernel of truth in there, and um, what the quote from their coach was, with fitness comes clarity, Yeah. and uh, in a way, you and I have been dancing around that very thing, like that's what they suddenly seem to have, um, uh, not fitness, but clarity, obviously both, I guess, but I do think they're different. I, I think this is a new dawn for them. I think this could be a really significant, uh, you know, chapter in their career. Or, or, or yeah, 
you know, you look at you look at the players that are maybe not the headline players, um, and they're the ones that drop away first. So then you've got the the, the semi Rodrada, you've got the Bill Matters, etc. Then overplay, and that's where the mistakes then come, and that's when the offloads turn into a to a um, an interception and stuff like that, mm. and that's when they get beaten. So I think that's and that's no disrespect to the, the the players that are not the headline players, but that's tends to be the way it happens. Is your your, your non headline players start to fall off a cliff, and the the, the headline players then need to dra- think right. Well, I'm going to have to drag this team kicking and screaming into the quarterfinals, into this win or whatever they do, and they overplay. So as you say, with fitness, it brings the base level for the the lesser players up. So mm. it allows it allows the more creative players to then show their, their skills off for longer without having to push it too hard. I love this selection so far. That, of course, though, means quarterfinal one will be Fiji versus England. Oh, oh. I'm I'm oh, embarrassed. My. I'm embarrassed to say. I have England winning that. Like after all the talk I just did about, oh, Fiji, it's a brand new day and everything, and, and England are crap and everything. I, I Like you kind of alluded to, like it, there, it feels like there's going to be an end of the line. I think yeah. getting to this point might be it. So uh, yeah, I agree. England versus Fiji, who do you got? I've got England too. Um... That would leave us also with South Africa versus New Zealand. Woo! That's got to be the, the game of the tournament. And at, at that stage, it might come down to injuries. It might come down tr- to um, has Rassi found a way to get Andre Pollard back in without getting banned from World Rugby again? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's going to win that one for you? Who's going to advance to the semis with a South Africa versus New Zealand semi? Um, I think there'll be an all-black lash. And nice. It's like uh, just what I was keeping that for you. I was keeping well played. You. you always you always surprise me with something, and I had to try and surprise you back at some <laughs> point. Um, I th- I think the All Blacks are going to beat South Africa in the quarter in the in the quarter final. You and I have the same. Uh, card right now when we're looking at the bracket um argentina we've we've both got facing off as ostensible favorites against wales who's going to come out of that one i think the nine points wales are going to score is not going to be enough this time (laughs) well it depends if augustin pichot not augustin pichot um what's his name uh augustin (laughs) augustus Oh, crema, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, gets from one. Oh, creepy, creepy. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. Automatically gets up from a ruck and actually decides to take another ball because he is a. He does seem like he's just going through the motions when he plays for London Irish. Um, uh, that's a difficult one. I, I the heart goes with. I'd love to see Argentina go further, um, but I think Wales will grind them down. Again, and, I and, think you, Ar- and you're telling me you've watched Wales over the last year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember. I'm just still, I've still got the hangover of Wales getting to a semi-final in, in 2019. 
and they were they were playing awful at that point in time too. So you know, um, it was like Grand Slam, world number one ranking. Oh, well, they they almost they almost got to World Cup final. They did. You know, um, but no, I okay. Let's let's go with a little bit of Latin flair. Let's go with us uh, with Argentina winning that one. Hey. I suppose for content-wise, we we probably should disagree, but we haven't yet. Um, France, well, okay, well, we just did. Um, <laughs> because uh, the winner of the, uh, the the winner of the A pool, we've both got it as France. I had South Africa sl- uh, slotted in as the second place for school uh, for pool B, whereas I kind of nudged you into <laughs> saying Scotland. <laughs> Uh, France versus Scotland. Uh, I, ultimately, we might end up with the same winner anyway because I've got France, and I'm going to go Scotland. Hey, because I that's content. As, as I've said to you before, Scotland are France's kryptonite. I love that. I can't wait to retweet that like a lot or re-X that. <laughs> I was going to say, is that is that is that you going to be reexing that saying Craig is wrong again? What is wrong with that? Why? What is wrong with that man? Like, and there's all these new platforms, and I'm like, yeah, I want to use them, and they're fine, but I've spent so much damn time, I don't want to fucking redo it. You know? Yeah, I I have to say, my content on uh, Twitter, StrokeX, or whatever you want to call it, has gone down dramatically. A mixture of two things: uh, my job is busier and. Uh, uh, I'm having to think a lot more um, of, of, about job rather than other things. Uh, and I'm also, if I'm not doing that, I'm coaching. So I, I kind of tend to not have as much. And when I get home at night, I'm not sitting in my bed tweeting because I can't sleep. I'm actually sleeping because I'm knackered. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it tends to be, um, you know, I'm, I've I've sunk to, you know, Johnny McGinty uh, off our board is, is tweeting far more than I am. But uh yeah, I don't get it. Let's let's take a winning recipe and let's absolutely just ruin it. And it just yeah, let's fire half the people and then poop on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like pooping in a in a in a in a brown bag and setting it on fire under your own desk. Exactly. <laughs> he brought it to the headquarters and put it in front and was like, hee. He oh no, it's quick. That's on fire. Stamps out himself. What Look, you picked it up. You picked it up. <laughs> so. The Craig Brackett has an incredible England versus New Zealand semi-final. Who's coming out of that one? Uh, you can spend about five seconds on that, probably. All Blacks. All Blacks. <laughs> the all Black Lash continues. I do like that. I'm stealing that phrase. <laughs> and then Los Pumas are facing the Flower of Scotland themselves, the Scottish national rugby team in a semi-final, the furthest Scotland have ever gotten in a world rugby, uh, a rugby world cup. Tell me it keeps going. The dream lives on, David, right? David, do you know where I'm going, David? Do you know where I, I'm going? I, I think you're headed towards a little stadium that has some gas hookups to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking Scotland against Argentina and we're going to beat them and get to our first ever world cup final. So that would be a day of firsts because I'm pretty sure my research is right that Scotland have never beaten New Zealand. And this would never. put you in a rugby World Cup final for the first time against the fabled All Blacks. What are the keys to the Scotland win? 
the keys to the Scotland win are when we played them the last time, um, they were tired. They'd been traveling all over the world. Um, they will have but... just played England, so they will not be tired. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, very true. Um, but we kind of let them back into the game. They had a fantastic bench. They brought some phenomenal players off the bench and, and then properly slapped us about when we were at Murrayfield. So, and they came back. We were in the lead by 15 points or something like that, I think, if, if I remember. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And they, 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 uh, they came back at us. Um, this was the Doddy Weir game. Yes, yeah, yeah, the last the, the, the last Odie Weir game. So for me, the key to it is A, surviving the World Cup with as many high-end mm. players uninjured as possible. And unread carded. Yes, yeah. Grant Kilchrist, remember that. Sh- mm. uh, Pierre Schumann, remember that, please. Um, and then I think... Uh, yeah, and our, and, and our friends Andrew Ferguson, please remember that. Um, <laughs> and then I think uh, it's steely resolve um, and playing the way they normally play and and and, and allowing Finn to unleash hell. I I think it'll be a tough ask. I think I think us getting to a World Cup final is a very tough ask, and I can hear everybody from every other country in the world howling at me, telling me I'm an idiot, but. Um, we said it before they don't play these games on paper this is a possibility we're discussing right now it, it is a thing that could happen it's absolutely true it, it, it absolutely could and 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 as I say we, we have proven to be France's kryptonite many many times um, we beat Argentina very you know regularly um, we have the ability to do the job the big question is do the other big mountains take themselves out and that's mm. the that's the question, um, and then, but you, and the big que- the big thing you have to remember is that um, we've got two choices, and I know it's a 50-50 anyway. But if we did ever get to the final, um, you're going to do one of two things: you're either going to do a Glasgow against Toulon in the Challenge Cup final and absolutely give up and and roll over and and be outclassed. Ugh, that was a honking game. It really was. Or we're going to be backed into a corner and bring out the you know and start painting their faces blue and white and, and freedom and and and, and working <laughs> away and going all William Wallace on them. So I think um I think it's an ideal opportunity for us to to play good rugby, get ourselves to a rugby world cup final and then actually beat the All Blacks for the imagine that. The first time we ever beat the All Blacks is to win the World Cup. Amazing. It's a possibility. It's, it's not impossible. I'm, I just want to, to let you know that I'm joining John Anderson and taking some really good uh, pain medication, uh, uh, pain medication. So that's what, where I've gone off on this little flight of fancy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it it is something that could happen. So, I, but I'm curious if things unfold the way we have said until just now, if Scotland end up facing New Zealand in a World Cup final. But lose, are you still pretty happy with this result? You have to be, really. You gotta be. You have to be. You have to be because it's a first ever. It's a first for the team. Um, I think you'd be devastated because you got there. Yeah. And and 
to be perfectly honest, what would be worse, losing by losing by one or losing by twenty-one? Um, I felt well, losing by one definitely. I think uh, I think that's that's because yeah. you're right there. You're right. Yeah. You can taste it. You know you. Yeah. Um. You know, but then you've got to look at the the Scotland Australia game uh, in 2015. Um. We were on our way to a final there. Because if mm. we'd won that, if that ridiculous call hadn't been made, um, we were we were up against uh, Argentina in the in the semi. Um, you know, and if we dispatched Argentina, we're in a final. So I think that would that would have been our first final, and then getting slapped by the all, the All Blacks, and and oh, we we lost against them, and this would be our second one. You know, this would be our opportunity to actually set the record straight, but. You know, um, God, I'm living in a wee fantasy land here, David. I'm going to have to stop myself. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get you rolling in that in that direction because these things could happen, and I'm trying to get you fired up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much. <laughs> See, that's why my job is so easy. Oh, wait, this isn't my job. <laughs> um, so it, it's amazing, actually, how how similar our brackets are. I do... I have New you Zealand. Versus... Years. I haven't had years. Come on. Yeah, uh, I had. Uh, so we both had England. Uh, we both had New Zealand. We both had Argentina, and I had France instead of Scotland, which gives us a New Zealand versus France final. And then because I wanted to be, you know, I, I would say New Zealand. Um, I, I don't know. I've been predicting France is going to win this for a year and a half now. Um, yeah. 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 Lots of weird things have come up, though, and New Zealand are better than we thought they were, like, even six months ago. Uh, I would prefer that, but it would also be really exciting to see France win a home World Cup. That just doesn't seem to – well, actually, that happens more often, I guess, than – what does it happen, 50% of the time? Yeah. Um, either way, it's, it's going to be really cool. I, I love what you said about Chile. I'm looking forward to seeing them do something. Um, any of the teams that are ranked lower than the U.S. that are somehow in the World Cup – I want them to do something because otherwise yeah, it's going to yeah. be like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig, this has been amazing. I've had you for like an hour and a half, at least now. Can you imagine if John was on this pod? <laughs> oh, we would have three to, hours. <laughs> yeah. We'd all be checking our retirement plans and be like, Oh shit. <laughs> but we miss him very dearly. I do miss John. It's true. I, 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 it was much easier to egg you into saying good things about Scotland without him there just kind of pouring buckets of ice water on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be laughing at his high-pitched laugh at me on a regular basis at my comments because, you know, <laughs> I, always, I, I I still get slapped around by him telling me because I said that Edinburgh were going to win the URC. So, you know. Um, you know I still they... love that prediction. I, I still love that prediction. Your team way underperformed. Like, it was a, a really weird year. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, we'll wait and see. I, I I'd rather sit on the the more optimistic end of things than the negative side of things. I guess. I feel exactly the same way. Um, I'll give you the the quick rapid fire before we go. I actually had a whole quiz lined up, but considering how how the last quiz went, I'm I'm sure you're <laughs> like, oh thank God we don't have we time. See, well, you haven't got the the John Anderson is the yin to my yang when it comes to. The quizzes because I'm terrible with dates, score lines, 
etc all the things that you need for quizzes and then john is good at all that side of things so i tend to remember odd trivia rather than the sort of the stats side of things you know well do you want to do you want to hear a couple of the things that would have been in store for you if oh, there was come a, on, an Rich, actual why not why not i'm here I, I think you've already, you know, in a way answered it. Um, what was Scotland's best result in a Rugby World Cup up to date? And what year was it? So 2015, yeah. It was fourth place in 1991. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, and in that... That was, so the, they... that was the Gavin Hastings. That was that was when we almost... we would have made, we were, There was a chance of us going through the semi-final, if I remember correctly. Well, that that kind of answers the next question: Who beat them in that bronze medal game? Oh, who beat us? I think it was. Was it not New Zealand? It was New Zealand. Yeah. Um, which country was originally included as the Europe Two qualifier for the World Cup, but was subsequently booted out of the competition? Well, that was uh, that wasn't was that Russia? Uh, not this no. time. I don't. I don't think no, they no, even were was... on the list. Who was it? It was because um, Romania. Uh, who beat Romania? Because they did not beat each other. You know, they beat Romania and then it was the travesty because Romania should have been going and then they got found out for cheating or something like that. Fielding it's amazing how much you're circling this. Yeah, yeah. It was Spain. Yes. For the repeated infraction that they'd had last time. Um <laughs> And you've already hinted at it. What country lodged the complaint that led to them being booted? Uh, Romania, maybe. It was Romania. <laughs> because uh, I think if I'm right in saying the president was the, is the pre the president of Romania is the president of the of the Romanian uh, rugby federation too, or something. He's the money. I feel it sure. As well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, France's bid to host this World Cup beat out two other official bids. Do you know what countries those were from? Oh, well, I think one of them was definitely Ireland. And it was. The Scotland were, the, were the, the, the vote that didn't vote for Ireland um, <laughs> and caused Ireland not to get it, if I remember correctly, because we never <sighs> let to live it down. Can Ireland, is Ireland capable of hosting a World Cup? I think it was going to be uh they had they were going to use obviously Tobin Park, they were going to use the Viva, they were going to use um Kingspan, but I think there was also talk of using some either some English or Murrayfield. Ah, uh, there, there we go. One, there was there was talk of using some of the other stadium. That that's weird. Uh South Africa was the other team that had put in a bid that did not make it. Um, France, who I, I think might still be favorites, they were runners-up in three prior World Cups. Do you know what years those were? Absolutely no idea. I know that, <laughs> I do, funnily enough, I was just listening to, um, again, the BBC are doing uh, a few Rugby World Cup trivia things coming up, and they were talking about how, if I remember correctly, France got to the final when they'd had a, um, a, an internal mutiny against the coaches if I remember correctly um, and they got to the final and they, they lost terribly because they were off, actually awful, they just, they got through on they got through the final because they, they were willing themselves to get through to show the coaches how wrong they all were and then they <laughs> absolutely were awful in the final if I remember correctly but that was two, were... that was 2007 was it? 
there was that weird thing a few years ago in France where like the players had all been complaining about Galtier and I mean it might have been Ultrad who was like, Listen, this is your yeah. fucking coach and you can either <laughs> like it or get the fuck out. And they were like, Oh, I guess we'll like it. And then yeah. everything's been great since then. At the time yeah, it was well, like, we... Oh my god, they're they're on the verge of revolution and they're like, No, 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 we're good. No, the French do like a good revolution, that's for sure. Um and uh... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it was there. Yeah, Altrad does tend to like the old FIFO um, uh, mentality of fit in or fuck off, you know. Um, so <laughs> he he really and now he's sponsoring the All Blacks, which is just fabulous. It's amazing. <laughs> just wait till he puts like... the All Blacks on a bus home to Auckland from uh, <laughs> from from the, from the World Cup. When they've not when they've not done a good enough job. You're going on a bus home. You're not flying. Every time there's like a scandal or a controversy in r- world rugby, and we're like, oh, we should talk about tackle height. We should talk about red cards. And we should talk about disciplinary. Every time that happens, Eltrad's like, you forgot about those mustaches. I know. He's like, I need an assistant to twirl my mustache for me because I can't do it enough right now. <laughs> um final questions um who is going to be the mvp just of scotland in this world cup regardless of any results who's going to be the player you look back on the most and go wow that guy really had a hell of a tournament Blair kinghorn hey I suppose I should have known you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Though Got to keep the love he's for him. he's a great fifteen. Do you, even in the last year, don't you feel like he's not just solidified that role? He's better at it too. Yeah, and 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 the the funny thing about it is that um, it Tooney's sitting in the background again, twirling his moustache, going, "That was the plan all along." Because <laughs> if you if if you look at what's happened, and, and Finn Russell has been quoted on a couple of the again, listen to podcasts and news articles, but he's been quoted that actually having Blair King on, because he's been playing at 10, he's an, it's, he's an excellent 15 because he's being given, you know, he, oh. can, he can come in uh, at the 10, uh, in the 10 channel, take the, take the 10, 10 ball and put it out the back to Finn, who can then do something but extraordinary. Wow. So he's he's been talking about how you know him playing at ten has been a fantastic thing, and it's and it's moved Blair Kinghorn forward, and it's it's given him another. So Finn Russell, obviously, we're going to talk about Finn Russell and and as a, as as one of the MVPs because he's got everything. He's got a pack now who who hunt for ball and are are pretty strong in what they do, um, and he's got a backline that I tell you what, if 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 Scotland's backline of if, if if you put a different set of shirts on those players, if you put an English set of shirts on that, those players, you put a, a South African, I'll tell you what, you put an Australian set of shirts on our back line, they would be hailed as the as the as, mm. as the next generation of Australian rugby. Yeah, they are. You know, our back line. You know, you look. You know, Darcy Graham, I think, is one of the top two, if not top three, wingers in the world. Um, Duan van der Merwe, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Duan van der Merwe, yeah, you know, he's 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 an incredibly gifted athlete. Um, I wouldn't say he's he's as good a player as Darcy. You've got Blair Kinghorn, who is just getting better and better. You've got this new axis of 
of two pull up to a crash twelve with a with a baller sitting outside him and Hugh Hugh Jones, and then you've got Finn Russell just pulling the strings. Ben White is very very good, but you've got the absolute um, uh, what's the word? How can I describe him? The Jack Rabbit of uh, of um, of Nines and George Horn, who's going to be running off lines, uh, you know, of these. I love that guys. guy. Look at, well, look at the try that that, that Stain scored um, against France. Was it France um, that George yep. Horn put put through? You know, kicked it through and just uh, that's a try that should never have happened. You know, but it, it just is phenomenal. So I, I just think our backline you could put if you put different teams. Colors on them, they would be hailed as the world's one of one of the world's bests, and and because they've got a Scotland shirt on, it's yeah, it's just Scotland, you know. So earlier, when I was asking for your sort of like you know one of your favorite moments from the warmups, I didn't say my own, which was, and this is going to feed into the optimism we're trying to build here. Ben Healy, who I thought was always great before, and now I'm pretty happy to see him in the Scotland kit. He tried an almost outrageous way out wide pass to Duhan and it didn't really didn't connect. It went, I think went behind him and then it went into touch. Yeah. Duhan kind of looked a little frustrated and Ben Healy was like, no, 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 I'm doing that again. And then he did it again, like five minutes later and it connected and it became a try. And I was like, that's a little moment Th that those two, now know each other like that was a bzzz, okay we're together now i i just you know i often espouse these weird quasi mystical things that was one of them i think that's oh, yeah. a, a connection that now exists that is going to cause a new wrinkle for other teams facing very, them very much so and i think you know just to, to jump on your, your your moment in times um you know that darcy graham try where that he Nobody, nobody in the world is scoring that try. Yeah. Apart from apart from Darcy Graham. And he snuck in, got his hand underneath the player and scored the try. That that's when I well, I, I believe Darcy is a as a as a certain level of a player, but but when he does stuff like that, that just adds more cement to my to my you know, my my post in the ground that says Darcy Graham is one of the best wingers in the world. And I would say, yeah. you know, you, you put him, again, um, again, we, we talk about it all the time, and you put him in a different coloured shirt and he is hailed as one of, as, as the best in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, he's he's chosen Colby plus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. I, I don't even because I only wrote down a vague note. My point was best coach. Um, we already kind of talked about this. I think Andy Farrell is probably the best coach going into this. Is he still going to look like the best coach by the end of this, or are people going to start to, you know, cast askance glances? Um, I think I think if if Ireland have a successful tournament, I think you're, you're going to be saying yes, um, mm. because because he is looking good because Ireland are playing well. Um, if they do the same thing as they've done before, and that is 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 start believing the hype, and then all of a sudden fall to pieces, then um, you're not the best coach in the world if you allow that to happen. Mm. Um, so, but I think he's keeping them fairly. You know, like even even the launch, even the, the the announcement of the team had no 
pomp and circumstance to it. It was just, you know, fairly average sort of team announcement. Yeah. So I think he's trying to keep their their heads, their, 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 you know, their, their heads on the ground, you know, their heads in the, out of the clouds, if you know what I mean. Um, I, I, you have to look at Galti and the team that he's put together around him. He's done a phenomenal job with France, um, you know, from from everything, from making sure that they've got the GIF players in place and 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 all the sort of the the, the lead up to France and building that team over many many years. So I, I think I think he's got to be looked upon as being a, a, whether he's a he's he's a phenomenal coach or whether he's very very good at putting a a, a group of coaches together. Um, you know, England not signing Sean Edwards as a defence coach was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So um, bad. But I think they were more worried about the fact he probably would pin Eddie Jones down and punch these lights out, you know. Um, so I think because uh, I don't maybe think that's what needs to up... happen at some point. Well, I think so because I don't think Sean Edwards would have put up with any of his crap. Um, so yeah, we'll have to. I think I think Galti, you know, you're probably looking at him. I think Czech Czechs. I think Michael Checker will, will will you know if 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 if, if um, Argentina have a good have a good. Um, um, a good World Cup, then he could be up there too. You know? Um, any player you're looking forward to to making a big splash as a debutante in this World Cup? I'm not just talking about Scotland. You know, any player who's getting his first World Cup colours. Oh, you've got to look at um. Oh, his name's just gone right out of my head. But the um, the South African twelve thirteen, the South African thirteen. Um, I've forgotten his name. The young lad. He's twenty year old. Um, oh, uh, Kurtley Arnsa? No, it's um. Oh, he's a he plays in the wing. What's his name? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. You're everyone. typing in young lad plays yeah. for <laughs> South. <laughs> I've forgotten his name. It's just gone right out of my name, out of out of my ah. head. Um, but uh, he he has just been absolutely phenomenal, and I think um, uh, I think he's going to be he's a real um, uh, here he, he's he's been a real fine fine for them, and I think he's he's um, doing a great job. So I think uh, I'll get the name in a second once uh, my iPad has just jammed, so I'm not going to have to stop. And, uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I think that's. Um, that's the player there. I think he 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 will. I'll get him. I'll get I'll get his name in a minute. But uh, so um, an award. I'm I'm not positive they do it. I feel like they probably do. But does the World Cup do uh, like a a player of the tournament at the end of it all? Is there an MVP of the World yeah, Cup? So there's some. Uh, I know there's a golden boot for whoever kicks the most goals, but uh, I'm. I'm I wonder. Just... Um, it, it seems like there should be. And if it's anything like the NFL, obviously that player is going to come from one of the final two teams. You know, the, in, in our case, the Super Bowl teams. In, in this case, it'll be the, the World Cup final. Um, so in either of our cases, you know, I have New Zealand versus France and you've got New Zealand versus Scotland. Um, who out of those squads m is most likely to win the sort of overall most valuable player for the World Cup? Um, I think you're going to see, um, Ben Russell, if it's going to be Scotland, I think he's going to be, he's going to be mm. looked at as the as most valuable. I think you're looking at, um, 
uh, if it's South, well, we haven't gone to South Africa, so um, I think France, you're going to be looking at probably DuPont, um, if oh, not um, the number eight, what's his name? Uh, actually, Dante, I think Dante's got a lot to do. You know, mm. Dante is phenomenal in the in the, in the centre. By the way, the, the player I was talking about was um, Kanan Moody. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Young, that was not coming to my lips. He's been phenomenal. Um, so, but yeah, um, probably I would say Dante's got a lot to do with it. I think obviously everyone goes down the route of um, um, uh, yeah, of the French nine. Um, God, I'm, I'm losing it tonight with the names. What they have, um, obviously, Entomax out um so dupont is at nine but they they have who, who is the intimax uh is it jalabert who's kind Jalibert. of his... yeah yeah, yeah. it's of... funny because because intimac is so freaking good and he goes down for the entire world cup and the reaction is kind of like oh okay yeah. i'm like that yeah. shows you how good your team is when you're like yeah, oh you see especially because jalabert does a good job but he's not intimac no but it's like it's it's the same as like if we if we lost Finn Russell and Ben Healy comes in, it's you, you know that you've got a decent ten there. You just haven't got the flair, right? But yep. if you if you look at if you look at who's at nine, and then you look at twelve, thirteen, your two wings and your and your and your and your uh, fifteen, then if you lose your ten, okay, you bring in a decent ten because he's not going to the Rugby World Cup if he's not a decent ten. He's got all the flair outside him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you can pretty much paper that crack over if you know what I mean. World Cup MVP, give me Aaron Smith. Or as they say down in New Zealand, Aaron Smith. Smith. He is he is just I plead of anyone listening to this podcast, if you want to see someone pass a ball beautifully, his technique every time off the ground is phenomenal. Go watch Aaron Smith. He does things online. You see him on his, on, on X. Um, I've seen some of his... I, I follow him on, 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 on X. I keep getting yeah. angry. And, and he, he, shows him, he shows him doing 100 passes off each arm. And that's just a warm-up. Yeah. They, they are millimeter. They're just... He's got a beautiful action. Um, and uh, yeah, I think... Uh, he and so quick. He, he, when they're like, we need quick ball, he's like, oh, I've got that. Yeah, yeah, um, and I just wish he was. He was get. I, I wish someone uh, in the All Blacks would get more time. But Damien McKenzie, I just love that guy. I just think he's just. I'm so curious to see how this goes for him because, like, sometimes they just don't pick him. But I think he's having yeah. the best year of his entire career. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. He's, he's just. I I I love that play. He's been a phenomenal player even when he was just playing Super Rugby and he wasn't involved with the All Blacks. He was just phenomenal to watch. Um, so you know that thing he does when he lines up a kick where it's become his signature that he like takes a second and then he smiles yeah do you think he regrets that now <laughs> it's been it's been years and he's like fuck i have to fucking yeah. smile at the damn camera again <laughs> he's like okay this is a really big kick. oh wait i have to fucking smile yeah. <laughs> and i think that's but obviously obviously i think i think you know as well but that's that i think it's a it's a mental thing for him now, um, and and he's war and he's part. Yeah, of it. it's and part it's, of his routine. It's like it's Owen Farrell, like high tackling people. It's just yeah, kind of yeah. in order to get ready. 
Yeah, I just I still keep remembering you just talking about Owen Farrell. You can just imagine going around going around one of the supermarkets and just taking children out off the top of it. You know, there's you know, the kids that are sitting in the in the trolleys and they're sitting up there and they're going, Mama I want Fruit Loops, and he just comes across bang and excuse me. Yeah. They're my Fruit Loops now. <laughs> Meanwhile, and his dad is in the aisle, like just behind him, following. Going, it's disgusting! It's disgusting! <laughs> it's his fruit loops. Leave him alone. <laughs> okay, uh, I can't imagine this going down any other rabbit hole, so I probably should pull on the brakes here, <laughs> Craig Man. <laughs> by the way, I've been calling you Craig Man for a while now, and I realized it was just because the first time we talked, I for some reason had been on a Beatles kick, and I'd just been listening to lots of Beatles. It took me to like this week to realize your last name is Manson. You are yeah. Craig Man. Like I can't believe that that hasn't been your nickname your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've had many nicknames, and most of them haven't been very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll stick with the Craig man. My friend, thank you so much for spending all this time. Uh, I know we get goofy. Um, I am super looking forward to this World Cup. I'm, you know, edging all the way up towards that 10 with Finn for my expectations and uh, excitement about the World Cup. Uh, any last thoughts before we head into these final nine days, two hours, and some number of seconds? If you believe it's going to happen, it will happen. Is that true? No. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> Craig, my friend, so great to talk to you. I really appreciate your time. Uh, can't wait to hear. I assume you guys are doing a preview pod. What's coming up next for the uh, – you guys already did Bluey. You did um, the uh, Banderscotch, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's on the dock for the you – know, on the docket for the next nine days? Uh, we'll be building up as usual for um, and uh, and falling down the rabbit hole of Scottish despair about South Africa. So um, we'll uh, we'll obviously probably do a there'll probably be a World Cup pro, um, uh, pod this week, and then next week we'll be building up for the uh, the game um, and uh, having a preview of the first game. So yeah, we'll see how we go. Well, when they try to op verbally open up that gaping abyss of despair for you, you can bring some of this newfound optimism that we've created just here, and they'll be like, what the fuck is this, Craig? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll throw me in first, because we're not, <laughs> we're not listening to your happy, guy. clappy, smiling shit. Get in there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give that boy a push. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a big enough arsenal they'll be able to kick it in, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, you are the best. I really appreciate your time. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Really looking forward to this World Cup. Maybe we'll do like a end of pool stages breakdown or something like that. Yeah, no problem. Or if you want to just bring me on to to take me apart from thinking we're going to beat South Africa, um, I'm happy to come along. I really enjoy every time I'm on the pod. So thank you very much. My hope is definitely there. Okay, my <laughs> friend. I'll let you go. As always, be well. Cheers and talk to you soon. Cheers.